Hi, and welcome to Untethered with Genless, the podcast that's here to help you break free, be you, and unleash your inner brilliance. I'm your host, Jen, and in this episode, we're going to talk about why you are the medicine and how discovering your own worthiness is the key to overcoming imposter syndrome. Let's dive in. Hey there, it's Jen. Before we kick off this episode, I'm curious. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you're one of those people who's dreamed of starting a podcast, but other things in life just keep getting in the way. It is time to make this the year you finally break through the fear, raise your voice, and create the impact that you came here to make. I've put together a program to show you the exact method that has helped me start both of my podcasts in six weeks or less. Seriously. I'll teach you how to move through the entire process with ease with a high-touch program walking you through the places where people usually get hung up. Believe me, I know. I've started podcasts. I've been there. Join Podcast Now, a six-week program to launch your dream podcast and start making an impact with your voice and message. We kick it off March 11th, but if you join now, you're going to get an awesome early bird price, getting more than $300 off the course. Go to genlist.com slash podcast now to register. Now let's dive into the episode. Hey there, unicorn. It's Jen. Welcome back to the podcast. On today's episode, we have Anya Palama. So as you're going to hear in this episode, Anya is quite the world traveler. She has had a long journey that began with getting horribly ill in corporate America. She had a job in corporate that was causing so much stress. And in in her entire life, she had so much stress that she was sick and doctors could not find a solution for her. It led her on a path of seeking that has led her to today being someone who helps others who are in the exact situation that she was in back then. So Anya has been featured in many magazines, many publications. She is a spiritual mentor, a plant medicine facilitator, integration coach, and digital artist. She is a healer. She's done so many things. You can find her entire bio in the show notes, all of the things that she practices. But what she does is take an integrative and holistic approach to wellness and healing. I think you're really going to enjoy meeting her. She's got a beautiful energy. Everyone, welcome to the podcast, Anya Halama. Hi, Anya. Hi, Jen. How are you? So good. It's wonderful to have you on the podcast. And there are so many things that are similar with our stories and yet so different. And I know, I just already know before we dive in that the listeners are going to gain so much from hearing from you. So really appreciate that you've taken the time to come on. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So this podcast, we are people who want to live our most brilliant lives. And yet we feel like we are tethered in some ways (laughs) to certain things that maybe are keeping us from being there. So I'm so curious to kick off this conversation. If you, along your journey to becoming the person who you are, who helps people with very similar things, helps people to manifest and you mentor and you really support people in living a life that they love, have you yourself come across any tethers along your journey? Oh my goodness, so many. <laughs> As we should. It's part of the journey. It's part of the human experience. So many, so many of those tethers. Starting off and like this, I, I call this like 
my old life. Br- wrote my first entire first book about it. Like, it's not who I am today. Like, I'm a very different person since then. Yeah, just being so sick in my early 20s. Like, I was a- sick an entire decade. Anxiety, depression, insomnia. I was going blind. I was allergic to almost every single food that I was eating. Um, I couldn't hold any food down. Like, just so sick. Like, one thing on top of another on top of another. And what it was was pretty much stress. Um, working in corporate America, traumas with uh, with family life, just having to grow up really quickly, just so many things. Um, and then going on the path of spirituality to wanting to heal myself. I came to a point where Western medicine wasn't working for me anymore. And I'm like, all right, like if I don't have my health, I have absolutely nothing else. So what do I have to lose? And within two weeks, I went to my manager's office in corporate America, quit my job, sold my car, sold my apartment, put everything in storage and bought a one-way ticket to Thailand. Over there, that's where I pretty much found uh, found myself. Like I didn't know that I was looking for myself. Like I was really looking for healing But I ended up finding myself, finding my passions, finding my purpose, finding spirituality. I was able to, like, life in Thailand is a lot more inexpensive than life in America. So I was going to meditation classes more often, yoga classes. I'm like, that's really what, like, brought on my spiritual path and really started opening up the doors. And then I came to Colombia where is which is where I live now in Medellin and I got into plant medicines and that just completely changed the entire trajectory of my life yet again but even within that like so many ups and downs in between that entire journey as well yeah the courage that it took for you to up and move to Thailand what ultimately was the impetus for you doing that and making that choice. And because some of us will think, oh my gosh, wouldn't it be cool if, but we don't do it. So what was the thing that really got you into action there? Well, for me, I've always been a person that like, I value courage, my courage so much because I do a lot of things that most people are like, what is wrong with you, girl? Like, <laughs> I would never think of doing that. Like, what, wh- why, why, why do that? <laughs> so I really value my courage. And it's like, I love living outside of the box so that I can not regret life later. Most people regret the things that they didn't do versus the things that they did do. And so I'm like, all right, like I'm, I'm going, I'm constantly pushing boundaries, pushing myself, doing all of these things. So I don't regret that life later, but moving to getting up and moving was like, because I was looking for healing, like corporate America was just so soul sucking for me. I was very, very sick, very unhealthy. Um, I had a lot of traumas with my father as well. I wanted to get as far away from my father as possible. So like what other place than literally halfway across the world? (laughs) Yeah. Um, I have a much better relationship with him right now. It was actually his birthday yesterday. I had a beautiful conversation with him, but it was, I was looking for, for healing. Western medicine wasn't working for me anymore. I kept going to doctors on doctors on doctors and the specialists on specialists and like nothing was working. So I was like, like, I need, I need my health and I need to get away from this toxic environment that I'm in. Um, I'm originally from Chicago. I grew up in Chicago. And so like, it's very hustle mentality. It's go, it's corporate, it's finance. It's like constantly moving. And like, I just needed to pull myself completely out of that environment. And like, if I wasn't going to do this, like I would have still been stuck in corporate, still been probably sick. And my life would have been very different. 
Yeah. Wow. So sometimes that desperation and seeking leads us most of the time, it seems like, because especially in the Western world, there's, you know, it feels really weird. It's feeling less weird, but it feels really weird to go to these. (laughs) I know, but because of people like you and who are being curious and following that path and showing that there's another way for other people. So you're living the life in the way that you turn around and teach, it sounds. Yes, I also segment a little bit of um, um, of expansion alchemy. So we um, we have a B two B sector as well as a B two C sector. As an expansion alchemy is a divine alchemy school in the realms of personal development, health, relationships, spirituality, and financial wealth. And we're reaching out to corporations as an employee wellness benefit, so they can have the tools. Because like I've been in corporate America for ten years, and like if I had the tools then that I have now, I'd still probably be in corporate America. Thankfully, that's not my path. But I'm still so passionate about helping those people because I know so many of them struggle with anxiety, depression, insomnia, like imposter syndrome, so many things, hating their boss, like simple as that. So many of them struggle with that. And uh, there's so many tools that are yeah, considered taboo, as you said it, that they just... they. It's opening up, but it's still not there. So if we can bring a holistic approach to employee well to employee wellness, that'll be so much better. Oh my gosh, you're hitting so I employee experience strategist previously for one of the biggest tech companies in the world. And so uh you're you're hitting home for me as well. It's like there are they're trying. <laughs> there's like there's a, a sense of trying, <laughs> but some of the things aren't deeply supporting people. So I think it's beautiful that you've gone into that realm and that you're looking to really help the people who you once were. And that's so much of what our journey is, right? It's like we get to a certain point and when we allow ourselves to have the courage to take a step for ourselves, then we're able to turn around and help the person who we used to be because there's other people like that who are living out there with it. I always say like, you're like, if you're a mentor or a coach, whatever, like, even if you're just like a regular person and you want to help someone, like we're all here to be of service in one way or another, the best person to help is the person that you were five years ago. Mm, Yeah. So powerful. So powerful. So now you live in Columbia. And is your business all online? Do you do work outside totally online? Yeah, it's all online. Um, However, there's different sections. So Expansion Alchemy is my company. That's the school with the 12 teachers. I also do one-on-one mentoring as well as plant medicine work and integration coaching. That is both, I can do like the mentoring online and stuff with plant medicine journeys that is in person. And I do travel to people um, or they travel to Columbia, depending if it's a retreat or just more personal one-on-one work. So I do travel to people um, helping with plant medicines and facilitating and helping them with the integration process with that as well. Because it could be a journey if you don't know what you're doing. I can see that that's something that's really lighting your fire right now. And listeners might be very curious about that. So can you give us an intro to why someone might be interested in plant medicine and what it could do for them? Yeah, so different plant medicines, um, there's tons of different plant medicines, and I work with different ones. But the one that I specifically work with is ayahuasca as well as psilocybin. So I actually just came back from the jungle getting initiated into an ayahuasca tribe so I can facilitate and serve the medicine. I just got back in December. So a little bit over a month ago, it's been uh, it's been a journey integrating back into my own body after two months in the jungle. So ayahuasca can assist, like, we say it's like 20 years of therapy and one session of ayahuasca. However, a lot of people, they 
aren't able to travel. They're not comfortable with, um, with 20 people at a retreat. They're not comfortable sharing like their deepest, their, their deepest wounds, like their deepest traumas. For example, like rapes, alcohol abuse, um, traumas with their families, whatever it might be. It doesn't have to be something really super traumatic. Like sometimes when I go to ayahuasca, it's like, okay, how do, how, how can I be a better mentor? How can I be a better human? How can I be a better sister, a better lover, a better whatever? How can I be better? It doesn't have to always be unpacking like all of the big things. Yes, it's great for that, especially if it's your first time doing something like that, because we all have traumas. We all have things. And ayahuasca kind of pulls you out of your consciousness as well. And it shows you a perspective in a way that you would have never imagined before in like a third person point of view. For example, okay, let's look at this situation from your mother's point of view, your father's point of view, why this happened from another point of view that you might have not thought of. It also goes deep, deep, deep into the subconscious mind. So um, a lot of the t- a lot of the times we have trauma stuck deep in our subconscious in our bodies, but our bodies are actually our DNA is holding those traumas. And it's like, oh, okay, something happened like when I was maybe two years old. I don't even remember that. One of my first ayahuasca journeys, actually, like I. Uh, saw a vision when I was an infant. My great-grandmother was holding me in a cradle, cradling me as an infant and singing to me. And she's like, no matter what is going to happen to this child, she's going to be okay. I know a lot of bad stuff is going to happen, but she is going to be okay. And she like her putting her energy and her blessing into me. Like, I have no recollection of this. I was an infant, but I was there. Took me out of my own physical body and like in a third person point of view, like looking at my great grandmother holding me as an infant. And I was like, oh yeah, this did happen. I re- I like, I have like the recollection of this deep in my soul that that's what happened. And then it showed me like more recollections of like why I was going through certain traumas in my life. Like so, so many things that you can, uh, you can assist with that. Um, but I designed a specific program. Um, it's a three-day ceremonies. We would do three ayahuasca ceremonies and then five integration coaching, three beforehand, two afterwards, as well as um, six different um, either medicines or activities. I also am certified in breath work, EFT tapping, ho- ho'oponopono, so many different other tools personally designed just for you and your healing, like one up to four people so that in the comforts of your home, you don't have to travel, I'll travel to you. And it's a beautiful way to like interact with that medicine. If for example, you can't travel, you're not comfortable being by big groups, 70% of Americans don't have passports. And those are the ones that need the medicine the most. And they're just like, I don't know how to do it. Then they go off by ayahuasca off like the dark web and they have a horrible trip and they're like, this is not for me because it's not in that sacred environment. There's a lot that goes into facilitating, holding the space, cleansing the space and like how to interact with the medicine as well. I do put blessings, do put protections. There's so much that goes along with it. Yeah. Safety is so paramount for any kind of healing really all for everything. There's no safety. One of the things that I realized as an employee experience strategist and doing doing um, a lot of research with employees, we came to the realization that the at the base level of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, safety is not met. 
in the corporate environment. And we're like, oh my gosh, what do we do about this? <laughs> How do you bring safety into everything that you do? And it's important no matter what across the board. We we simply live in a world where we've kind of ignored that. And so we're subconsciously providing it to ourselves and it's coming in all the all of these wild ways. So love that you hit on that note. So important. <laughs> Yeah. So you have, you've gone through a lot of modalities. I myself am a breath worker and I've received, I've not done ayahuasca, but I've done a lot of different practices and have had experiences like that with hypnotherapy. I've had it with breath work. Um, how do you know? I'm thinking from a listener's perspective of like, there's so many modalities. There's so many people. There's so many tools. From your perspective, how does somebody choose the tool that might be for them in their situation the one that you're called to simple as that like if if you answer. keep hearing breath work you're like okay maybe i need to try breath work if you keep hearing meditation okay maybe i need to try meditation journaling whatever it is there's so many tools and they all work they're all great but it doesn't mean that all of them are for everyone ayahuasca is 100 not for everyone like psilocybin 100 is not for everyone meditation 100 isn't for everyone and that is okay Try them all. Try the ones that you're called to and see what works for you. Find the one that works for you. But outside of all of that, like, remember, you are the medicine within. You have all of the answers within yourself. You don't have to go off on these crazy journeys and like do psychedelic trips or like sit in meditation for five hours going home on top of a mountain. You don't have to do that. Like, you are the medicine. Like, you have all of the answers within yourself. Learn to quiet your mind and the answers will just flow to you. It's most people are caught up in their minds with that monkey chatter constantly going and that they're not, they're just not able to hear the answers of the, of their higher powers of God, of whatever you resonate with at them. Yeah. There's also this desire to do it right. That can kind of be combined with that too. I freaking love what you said and that reminder that you are the medicine. My breathwork mentor says you are the drug. <laughs> like You are physically can. But I think that what you're saying about you being the medicine goes even deeper than that because that's also mental and spiritual. It's not just the physical, actual drugs that your body can give itself. Um, but that trying to do it right can lead us into, well, I feel like I need to be able to meditate. I need to be able, tapping has to work for me. I tried this and it didn't work. And we can really kind of shame ourselves sometimes. I, I don't know if you ever see that with people, but I myself have experienced that sometimes. Seen it by myself, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, tapping, you just brought up tapping. Like, I was dating someone who he he's been into tapping for 20 years. And like, I just saw him like tapping on his face. And I'm like, you're weird over there sitting in the corner of the room, just like touching yourself. I'm like, what, what is going on over here? He's like, no, no, it works. It works. It works. I'm like, no, it doesn't. And like, I didn't have the belief that it works. And then he's like, try it, try it. I was like, okay, so I tried it. And of course, it didn't work because I didn't have the belief that it works. And then one day he's like, all right, give me your 100% all like, no distraction, turn off your phone, turn everything off 45 minutes, just give me all your undivided attention and like your full belief that this works 45 minutes, 45 minutes later, I like, I was a whole brand new person. It's like a light switch went off in me because I had that belief in myself. And like, okay, this actually believe like this actually works. We also have to have that belief within ourselves that this is going to work. Like we hear the stories of people like curing cancer because like, they have the belief inside of them. Like their faith is so important. We need to have that faith inside of us 
for anything to work, especially when we're talking about the holistic, the woo-woo stuff. Like we have to have that belief within ourselves. Yeah. What has worked for you in terms of shifting your beliefs? And what do you see working for other people? Tapping is a great one. Like I love tapping. I do tapping every single day. Um, meditation as well. Meditation was hu- huge for me. And um, plant medicines. Plant medicines is hands down like the number one thing, like the easiest way for me to shift. <laughs> shift with. Like I was saying in the beginning, like 20 years of therapy in just one session. It's just like timeline hopping, like shifting beliefs. Okay. Like I didn't realize this. This is actually what I need to look at and unprogram and all of this. There's, but again, there's so many different tools. Breathwork is also a great one. Um, something as simple as like even journaling sometimes I'm like, Oh wow. Like that, that got me going. (laughs) All of them work. Just find what works for you. Yeah. I'm finding a common theme here too. And also in your story with the tapping with your boyfriend of curiosity and letting yourself be curious. And until that moment where you were curious enough to say, maybe this might work. work. Yeah. The actual <laughs> physical shift that happened for you is pretty wild in just yeah. opening up the door. Literally instant. Because it's weird. I mean, like you're literally <laughs> sitting there like touching yourself on your face. Like it looks so strange. But once you actually give it that like, okay, like maybe this might work. Maybe there's something to it. Um, like he feels better. Five minutes later, he's a completely different person. Okay, let's let's give this a try. And I did. It literally a light switch went on. It's like, okay, like I understand the power of this. Now I use it almost every single day. Girl, we all forget. I forget. I myself am a breath worker. That's what I do. I share it with people all day, every day. I get up and I breathe in the morning and I'm like, oh. What a freaking miracle. And yesterday we have a new dog and he's a rescue dog. And oh, <laughs> taking him for a walk yesterday. Our walk should have been 45 minutes. It was two hours because I'm I'm just doing my best to be as patient with him as possible and really train him. But by the end of the walk, my patience was gone. It was done. I came in the house and I was just like, and my husband was like, this is really not a pleasant way for me to come home from work. Is you coming in like this? And I was like, you are so right. Let me go lay. I went in the dark bedroom and I laid down and I breathed a few times and I did some tapping that I do. And I put my hand on my heart and opened up my heart and felt into the heart space. And I came back out and he was like, "You, whoa, you just completely transformed into a new human. It's miraculous what these tools can do to support so our shifts. So simple, but so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's awesome that you are doing this. So what is your most are you living your most untethered most magical life in the here and the now right now or what can you um, do you imagine something even more so i'm curious right now i mean i 100 am like i've been saying for the last couple of years like i am the absolute best version of myself being here in columbia like my my soul tribe is here. The people like are constantly pushing me, helping me be a better person. I love what I do, like work wise. I love the people that I work with. I like I'm constantly like growing, pushing myself, and wanting to wanting to be better. I like it's 75 and sunny year round here. I'm wearing a tank top, and it's January 25th. 
Uh, the mountains are incredible. Like I feel the best version of myself over here. Obviously, I, I don't know what's to come. Like a life grander than what I can ever imagine because it always gets better. And I just have that faith inside of me. Like God's got me. Like it's it's going to get better. I know that. How can it get better than this? One of my all-time favorite word, like sayings to say, how can it get better than this? <laughs> What an amazing question. I'm, I have to write it down right now. I'm like, how can it get better than this? What an amazing question. <laughs> yes, so, that comes from access consciousness. And access consciousness is living in the question. Like if you are if you ask the universe a question, the universe has to reply to you. Because we, like if you don't ask it a question, it cuts off that energy. And what better question is how can it get better than this? That means like it's always getting better. How can it get better than this? Mm-hmm. So, 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 so powerful. And that opens that door to curiosity and for belief to creep in as well when we ask something as a question. And especially if you feel like your affirmations are bouncing back, <laughs> your your brain's like, that's not true. Asking it as a question can be really powerful. So that particular question that you just shared with us, I hope everybody writes that down and remembers that one. How can it get better than this? Because how beautiful to open the door to that. So what would you say to somebody who maybe sees what you're doing. They're like, oh my gosh, I want to live in Colombia where it's 79 degrees every day and I can be in a tank top in January and I'm creating a business and I'm feeling really passionate about what I'm doing. What is one little step that they could take where they're at right now? Set your mind to it. Like If you can think it, you can have it. It all goes back to having that faith and having that belief that anything is possible. Like we are, we truly are the creators of our own realities. You can be, do, and have absolutely anything that you can put your mind to. And if you can think it, you can have it. Don't let any naysayers tell you you can't. Oh my goodness. When I started traveling, everyone was like, oh, but like, what if you get hurt? You're moving to Colombia. Like, I'm like, first off, like I'm from Chicago. So like not much difference there. Your fear is not working on this Chicago. Chicago girl. <laughs> but like, I turn it around and it's like, again, asking that question, like turn it around. Okay. But what if I fall in love? But what if I find myself? But what if I find amazing friends? But what if I love it? Like, how can you turn it around? Everything is about perspective. And like, you don't have to live in that fear. You can live in the beautiful, fun, joy, all of the things that you want to create in your life, live in that. But just take that one step forward, one day at a time, one step forward. And even one question at a time, you're asking so, you're posing all of these really amazing questions that can open up to possibility instead of fear. We don't have to borrow other people's fear. Those people were simply lending you their fear and you said, no, I'm not interested. <laughs> not interested in your fear. Instead, I'm going to borrow, they can borrow your belief. You know, it's like borrow that belief instead of borrowing people's fear. <laughs> exactly. Easy. <laughs> Live in yeah. your own beliefs and like if you can create anything. Yeah. What is one belief that you are implementing into your life right now? What is something that you feel like you're believing today? Goodness, so many. <laughs> Um, an affirmation that I'm working through at the moment is I always see evidence that I am a magnet for wealth and abundance. Um, and I, I love that one. Like that's an affirmation that I'm currently working through is because like the universe will always show you that evidence. And like, whether it's like finding a nickel on the ground, well, 
Colombian peso on the ground or or like getting a stripe uh, like deposited to my bank account, whatever it might be. But also like abundance is it's everything. Abundance isn't just the money that's in my wallet or in my bank account. Abundance is like the abundance of people in my life, the abundance of foods that I eat, the abundance of greenery that I have around me. Like I always see evidence that, that I'm a magnet for wealth and abundance. Mm, that's a, a really beautiful affirmation and a reminder of the abundance that truly does exist in the world. We look so much at the fear and the and the scarcity, and we're always borrowing into that belief system. So what you're posing is a different way of looking at things that has led you to living a life that is really, really enjoyable. What do you see people struggling with most in your work where you know you're going in and you're supporting people? What is one of the things that you feel like people are just either tethered to or hitting time and time again coming up against? Worthiness and deserving issues. <laughs> I see it over and over and over again, even with people like I see it with myself sometimes that come up like, am I really worthy of like this next big thing that I'm trying to manifest? Like, and like you get a little bit of that imposter syndrome come up. Like I was just talking to um, a client of mine like a couple of days ago, and I've been working with him for like six years already. And he's trying to, um, I told him the other day, like, you have so much magic inside of you. Like, you need to let the world see that. Like, you're just, you've been playing it small for so long. You need to open that up. You need to let the world see that. And he's like, and he like, I, I felt him contract and like go inside. And it all came down to him not feeling worthy of all these big things. And like, that's why he's been staying small for so long because he deep down, he doesn't feel worthy. And it's so simple. And just we did some EFT tap into like reprogram all of that. And hopefully, like the next couple of months, it will, uh, he'll start putting himself more out there. Yeah, that it shows up in so many different ways that worthiness, that worthiness situation. And we don't always think about that as connected to imposter syndrome, but it totally is. It's hands down. It's the biggest one that I see. Like most, most of the world's problems go down to worthiness and deserving issues. Yeah. Do you have, well, that is true. <laughs> that is so true because <laughs> that makes the ego stand up and it, yeah. it rises up. And then all of the issues that come from us being dominated by the ego and not dominated by the magic inside, which is what we really, it's like, well, the real, why, why am I thinking this? Well, the real Slim Shady, please stand up. And it's like, well, the real, like the real version of us actually stand up to the ego. And we're so scared of that. We're so terrified of that because at every turn, the ego is going to tell us that that's the wrong thing to do. It's terrifying. But you have all of the answers within yourself. It's just un taking all of those masks off like un unmasking that ego and remembering who you are at a deep core level because again you have all the medicine within yourself like you uh, turn to the heart and once you do like everything unfolds the ego goes away there is no ego at that point then once you feel it there's no going back mm -hmm. there's absolutely no going back from once you, once you touch into that magic <laughs> inside and you're like, oh, wait, there's something here. There's something that I didn't realize was here before that is here. It's like you touched into a golden pond and the ripples just start and you can't stop them. 
You can't oh, stop a ripple. It's so beautiful then. And then you're just living in like, as if you're driving in your car and all the lights turn green and you're like, I'm having a great day. Like everything just starts working out. <laughs> yeah. Until a red light comes and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> But then you can turn right, right back. Right. Next <laughs> next I'm one. not going to lie. Catch the next one. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, what is one? Okay. So you, you mentioned supporting that friend of yours with some EFT tapping. If, if somebody is caught up in that worthiness, they're like, okay, yeah, what she's saying is ringing true for me. I have imposter syndrome. I, I might have this like, I'm not good enough kind of feeling or who am I to do this or who am I to speak about this thing? Who am I to start a podcast? Who am I to build my own business and to leave corporate America and believe that I could possibly do that? <laughs> All of these things, these stories that we can be telling ourselves. Do you have either either like a very simple practice or a question or a statement or something, like some little thing that somebody at that stage could possibly use even today that could support them? Simple. Remember your why, why you are doing this. Because the second you start thinking of the deep core why you're doing this, and you can ask yourself, why am I doing this? Seven times, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? Because the first couple of times that ego might start coming up. Okay, yeah, actually, like I'm doing this because I want to make a million dollars. I want to buy a new house. I want to buy a Ferrari, whatever it might be. But once you go past the few levels, um, the actual why, why you're doing it, that's, that's what's going to make you keep going. That's what's going to make you push through. Like, okay, you know what? Like, I am worthy of this because I have a, such a strong why behind it. Because my mom is sick. I need to help her with my finances because my, I want to adopt a child because I want to make the world a better place because I want to donate my time and volunteer in the shelter that I just started working at, whatever it might be like that. Why that makes you cry is going to keep you pushing. And like, that's why you're doing it. So all of the imposter syndrome, all of the doubts, those fears, everything is just going to get taken away because that why is truly going to make you cry and it's going to keep keep pushing you forward. The why that makes you cry. And isn't that true? It's one of my favorite activities, what you just described to do with my coaching clients and with myself, Seven Layers Deep, where you ask, you ask why, why, and you you keep rephrasing the why with the previous answer and it takes you to a layer. And once you get to seven, it's right around seven where tears come. You hit that, you hit that really core, this is why I'm doing it. And there's usually something really beautiful and deep revealed in that. Yeah. What a thank you for sharing that exercise. And if we think about this, the why can be as simple as your original why, which was because I'm freaking sick and what is, it's not working for me here. So that drove you to make a really what pe most people would consider a very scary decision to go to Thailand. Exactly. But it's like, that was my why. Like I'm, I need to get better. And in that so much unfolded, I found who I am. I found my purpose. I found my passions. I found so much. Like I felt like I'm a completely different person and I'm so grateful for that. But it all took me that like one step at a time to get there. Mm -hmm. And thank you for sharing that because the why was not because I'm sick and nothing's working when you dug down to it. The why was because I want to get better. Like I know I can get better, you know, like at the very core there. 
Yeah. And now that I know that I can get better, I can help other people do it as well. So that's how that all started. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It led you down the journey. And I love that you can see through this lens because you've been, I, I'm also a Midwestern girl. I'm from Kansas, which whether or not you in Chicago would consider Kansas, the Midwest is a whole different story. <laughs> but in Kansas, we consider ourselves in the Midwest. <laughs> So you're able to combine that kind of what I call the practical and the magical. It's like you can see it through this lens of I've literally been down this path. It's not like you grew up in in that environment. You grew up in a whole different environment and can really understand it. Yeah, and that's beautiful. Like, And that goes back to like masculine and the feminine, like the logical with the heart. How can we bring both of the logical, the mind with the heart and like balance those? It's all about balance. Like we can't, I would love to live in la la land all the time in the magical and the mystical and the woo woo. But like at the end of the day, I'm human and it has to be a little bit logical, but how can we bring it to balance and live that life in balance? Yeah, I think it's possible. You're showing that it's possible. Um, thank you for that. And thank you for being here. I have one final question that I love to ask every guest on this podcast. Anya, where do you see the magic in the world? Ooh, I see it everywhere. Absolutely everywhere. Where I look outside, the people that I talk to, the flowers that I look at, the books that I read. I was just in the jungle. I was sharing that. And one of the things that I was asking from the jungle, one of my intention was to receive blessings and the wisdom of whatever the jungle has to give to me. And I'm reading this book and I was so inspired in the jungle. I wrote like three chapters of my brand new book. I was like, I was drawing, I was painting. I was like, I wrote poetry. I don't write poetry ever. I was just like, what is going on? And I'm reading this book and it says, inspiration is an act of God. It is a blessing. And that's how I was repaid with the blessings. Like that is magic. Like that inspiration, that was the magic how I see it. So I see it absolutely everywhere. We just have to quiet our minds and listen to it because we there's magic all around us. Mm -hmm. And you're seeing it more and more. That's where you're focusing. And so where your focus goes, you know, your attention goes, your focus, um, whatever. What's the yeah. phrase? I'm totally butchering that one. <laughs> where your attention goes, about. gross. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Inspiration is magical. I, I think I love what Elizabeth Gilbert says about how it's inspiration is like, it's like a living being. Creativity is just floating around us and we get to let it come through us. Like we get to be the door. And when the, the chatter of the mind is so prevalent, we, we can't open the door because we don't even know, we can't hear the knocking over all that noise. Quiet the mind. The answers are all inside of you. Allow them to flow to you. You have magic inside of you. Just listen. Absolutely beautiful. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Where can people find you and connect with you and learn more about you? Thank you so much, Jen. So I'm pretty much everywhere at Anya Halama and then my website, anyahalama.com. Get in touch with me. I'm happy to support and happy to help. Beautiful. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much, Jen. You are the medicine and everything that you need is within you. This can be a statement that at first can be really challenging to understand because as Anya and I talked about in this episode, we have to feel it. <laughs> you have to feel the actual magic that is within you. And once you do, there's no one doing that. And so it's why I'm so passionate about what I do with breath work and helping people come home to that. She does it in all of her different ways as well. I think there's a 
ton of modalities out there that can help you to touch that source. For some people, it's simple prayer. (laughs) For others of us, it's other ways. I think it's all the same thing personally. (laughs) But find the way that brings you home to yourself and helps you see because what more empowering thing is there for you to realize that you are actually your own medicine. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I'm going to thread out a little piece in Thursday's thread episode where you'll get to hear me pull out a little nugget and go a little deeper on that particular thing. So stay tuned for that. If you enjoyed something about this episode, I encourage you to share it with a friend or share it with all your friends on social media. You can take a little screenshot of this, share it on your Instagram stories or your Facebook stories. Tag me. I am Untethered Jen on Instagram. I will always reshare your posts if you tag me. You just keep shining your magical unicorn light out there for all to see. I'll see you next time.